I know there's a burning question. I can, I can sense it through this camera. There's a burning question that's coming to your mind. And we're not going to be able to answer it today. That's why we're probably going to do a part two to this. Because I can hear someone asking, if that's true, Joshua, and that God gives us this infinite you know, power and eternal value, which gives us the ability to create infinitely, then why are there so many Christians who don't have great lives? <laughs> I know that's the question you're wondering. Some of you are thinking, I don't even follow God and I wouldn't trade the Christians I know for their lives who are supposed to be, you know, have their identity sourced and how God sees them. That's a really good question. I'm not going to be able to answer it today, but that's a really good question that you want to tune in to part two because I'm going to answer that question. This is week two of how to build a great life. And as you heard in that intro bump, uh, we're going to be continuing our conversation around how to build a great life from last week. Now, I'm not going to go over all of it. By the way, welcome to those of you watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast. Uh, we're going to have a great time today. Uh, but we're going to start off with a little bit of a recap because I think it's important for those who may, this may be, you're starting with part two. We talked about last, uh, last video, last week, we talked about how to build a great life and the foundational beginnings of how to build a great life starts at your identity and how our, our identity, the source of our identity, really determines the height and level of value and power we experience in life. And we talked about how you cap really your ability to create in life based on where you source your identity. And I shared that there are really three areas I mean, or three sources of identity. And I'm not going to go through what those three are today. You have to go back and watch the last video to get that. But we established that there are three sources and we ended at the one that's the highest source. And that's how God sees you. And that led to the burning question, which is, if that's true, and it's, and it's truth that our lives, we have access to infinite power. We have access to eternal value, meaning we are at our highest value. No one sees us higher than God. If that's true, then why are there so many? Here's the elephant in the room. Why are there so many Christians who seem to not be living a great life? And let's just be real. Like some of you watching this, you may not even believe in God and you know Christians who you wouldn't trade your life for. Like they're, they're miserable. They're angry. They're, they have an attitude problem. Their lives seem to just be filled with lack. I mean, can we be honest, right? And it makes you think, well, if what Joshua is saying is true and, and, and having your identity sourced in the highest source, which is God, if that's true and it gives you access to unlimited power, unlimited ability to create and, and eternal value, then why are there so many Christians who are miserable? Why? And that's the question we're going to answer today. Because I think this is an important question and we're going to get into exactly what that is. All right. So I'm going to go to the board here and because it all starts here. 
Here's where it starts. Here's the reason why there's so many Christians who would say that the source of their identity is God. But for some reason, their lives don't look that great. And the reason is because of their mentality. Now, surprise, surprise, right? The guy that wrote the mentality of success, of course, that would be the answer. So what do you mean by that? Well, here's the thing. Let's break down what that word mentality means, because mentality is really when we talk about like, like what is our mentality? What we're really you know, talking about here is an outlook. OK, we're talking about an outlook. And so our outlook, our mentality, we have two options when it comes to that outlook. That outlook is either high and I'm writing this on the board for those of you listening. That outlook is either high or it's low. OK. High or low. And I don't mean by like depth. I mean like health. It's either high, like it's it's rich, or it's low, meaning it's, it's poor. Those are the only two types of mentalities there are. You have a highly healthy mentality or you have a poor mentality. All right? I don't believe there's, if you're working in the middle, you're just wasting time and space, okay? <laughs> Pick a side, all right? There's only, there's high and low. And I want you to keep this in mind because we're talking about, you know, if God is this source, right? The highest source of identity. Why aren't we sending in people who say their lives are source in that identity, right? So it starts with the, the mentality. And the mentality is made up of three elements. And this is going to show you right here why there's so many people who claim to have God as their identity source, but aren't experiencing the unlimited power the eternal value and the unlimited ability to create. All right. And that's here. Here are the three elements. Let me just give those to you. First one is belief. The second is thoughts. And the third is perception. Now, what does that mean? Thoughts. I mean, beliefs, thoughts, perception. All right. Beliefs, I think is, is a uh, pretty self-explanatory thoughts, pretty self-explanatory, but the perceptions piece, I want to make sure you understand what I mean by that. I mean, our senses, think of your five senses, how you perceive the world around you, what you see, what you hear, what you touch, you know, what you feel that makes up our perceptions. And what does this have to do with when it comes to why the, the source isn't matching the life? Well, here's the thing, just because you believe something, Whatever you believe, right, will guide your thoughts and control our perception. That's number one. But number two is belief is not a requirement of truth. Bingo. We found the culprit, right? Belief is not a requirement of truth. And it's funny. I was recently, I almost put out a video that I, I thought better of because I was kind of just sitting on the couch looking a hot mess. But I, I recorded this video and I was basically saying how I am not really interested in identifying as a Christian anymore. Like I'm done. I don't want to identify as a Christian. I, I, I'm done with it. And that's what I was saying in the video. And my reasoning was because I believe that there are so many people who identify as a Christian and as their belief, quote unquote, right? But that belief 
the truth that comes with that belief hasn't made its way to their feet. You, it's, it's absent in their lives. And so what we end up having is a belief that's only professed from our mouth, but there's no truth in our lives. And that's the reason why there's so many Christians who claim to have their identity in God, but aren't experiencing the great life that they could experience. Because belief is not a requirement of truth. You can have belief and still have absence of truth. And here, there's layers to this, right? So let's talk about that first one. You can have belief and not have access to truth. How is that possible? Well, I can believe all day that gravity doesn't exist. I can believe that. But what's the truth? The truth is gravity is a principle of the earth. And so if I, if I go up on top, we have a two, I'm in a two-story house right now. My house is two stories high. If I go up to the top of my house and have all the belief in the world that gravity is not a thing, unless God intervenes, if I jump off this house, I am going to hit the ground hard. Why? Because belief is not a requirement of truth. It does not matter what you believe. Your belief has no bearing on what's true. And some of you may be looking at me like, what do you mean? What? Truth was here before your belief got here. Truth is truth. It doesn't matter what you believe. That's why this whole your truth, my truth thing, it's, it's a confusion because there's only truth and lies. There is no like customized truth to each person. There's only one truth. And we'll probably get to that a little bit later. But that's why there's so many people who would say, hey, my, my identity is in this source and you don't see it in their lives because the truth has not made its way down to their feet, to their thoughts. So belief is not a requirement of truth. That's one thing you have to know. The second thing you have to know is facts and truth are not the same thing. And we're probably just going to hang on this belief portion right here. Because I think that's the main culprit as to why our lives don't reflect that infinite source if we are indeed connected to, to it. But that, that second thing you need to know, first is belief is not a requirement of truth, but second, facts. Facts are not the same as truth. Well, what do you mean by that? I'm going to give you a few, a few facts right here, right? For example, my car broke down. That's a fact. My, my car broke down. I don't mean like my, my car. My car is fine, but I'm giving you an example of a fact, right? <laughs> so here's a fact. My car broke down and without, but here's the, here's the truth. Is this the truth? Without a car, I can't do anything. Is that true? No. The fact is my car broke down, but the truth is whether I have a car or not, I'm going to get to where I'm going. I'm going to figure that piece out. Here's another example. Fact. I experienced trauma as a child. Like that happened to me in the past as a fact, right? That can be an example of a fact. But what's the truth? The truth is you are, that may have happened in your past, but you are not your past. And so the truth is, regardless of that trauma, your best days are ahead of you. Your best life is still ahead of you. You still have ample opportunity, ample oxygen in your lungs to build a great life, right? Facts and truth 
are not the same thing. Here's a, here's a third one. Fact. A lot of people probably can relate to this right now. <laughs> I hope not. But fact, my bank account is at zero. That can be a fact. But what's truth? The truth is it won't remain at zero. Why? Because I live or I produce habits of abundance. Therefore, this is just a season. You see that? There's a difference between facts and truth. There's a difference between belief and truth. And the only way you're going to experience a great life is if your belief, well, first off, you got to get the source right. We talked about that last time, right? But if you have your life at the highest source, which is God, then the next thing that you need to tackle is making sure that your belief is not absent of truth, meaning your life must reflect what you believe. Your life must reflect what you believe. I cannot stand those of my brothers and sisters who claim to follow Christ, but are some of the most mean, ugly, and nastiest people you ever meet. You have the belief, but you don't have the truth. You believe all day, but you don't have the truth. Because if you are one of the people that lack that much fruit, where, you're, where you, people know you as the meanest, the nastiest, the person with the most attitude, the most doubt, I'm not criticizing you, but I want to bring to your attention that your belief has not caught up or risen to the level of truth. But when it does, when it does rise to that occasion, you will have access to unlimited power, unlimited ability to create the life that you want, that God has for you. I hope this is helping someone because we have to get to a place where we understand that what we believe will make its way into our thoughts. And when it makes its way into our thoughts, it will then go into our perception. And once it gets into our, our perception, it goes through all five senses and it spits out our experience and impacts our expectation. Understand how deep this goes, man. Like understand how, how deep this is. When, when, we, when we look at here, the mentality and our outlook, right? Outlook, high or low. Our outlook is made up of three elements, belief, thoughts, perceptions, which means whatever you accept this truth will make its way into your thoughts. And your thoughts will then pass it on down to your perceptions. And your perceptions, it will gauge all five senses, and then it will spit out your experience and impact your expectations. I really feel like I need to say that a third time. It will go from your beliefs to your thoughts, to your perception, engage all five senses. And that's why you feel it. That's why some of you will say, how do I get rid of this, you know, experience of lack, right? Because you feel it. It's no longer just, you know, some thought you see it, you, you feel it all around you. Why? Because once it gets into our, our thoughts and it moves down our perception, now it spits out an experience. And then it goes from experience to impact in our expectation. Well, we never expect for our life to be anything great. We don't expect to build a great life. And please hear me. I don't mean great life by like financial success. I mean great life by a life filled with fruit. A life that has an abundance of love joy, peace, 
patience, kindness, self-control. Like that is the determining factor. Or that is, those are the symptoms, I should say, of a great life. And so here's some things I want you to consider. So I want to wrap this up. I want you to consider what's your source of truth? What is your source of truth? Or a better question is, where do you go to find truth? Because I'll give you an example. Like for me, as someone who professes faith in Christ and, and, and is a, considers as a Christ follower, when I need truth, I go to the Bible. That is my source of truth. Because I, I believe I'm connected to the highest source of identity. And so therefore, it's only right that I go to the source for truth, which for us is the Bible. But maybe that's not you. But what is your source of truth? Where do you go for truth? Because whether you've identified it or not, it exists in your life. There's a place, whether it's subconsciously or, or conscious, where you go to determine, hey, I believe this, this is truth. And you have to be aware of this. Because once you become aware of this, then you can, you can kind of capture and become aware of how is that belief and truth feeding your thoughts on the daily. We talked about the sources. One of them is, or the lowest source we talked about of identity was how others see us. So here's an example. If that, if that is where your identity is, is sourced, then you believe that, that what other people say is true. And so where do you go to find truth? You might go to social media to see what, what, is, what are your followers saying about you. You may go to friends and family to see what, you know, what are they saying about you? What are they saying about your value? What are they saying about the power you have in your life? And whatever they, they're telling you, that will seep into your thoughts, then be passed off to your perceptions. You will feel it all. F-E-E-L, you'll feel it. And then that will spit out your life experience and life expectations. It is that serious. So that's the question. What's your source of truth? Where do you go to find truth? And then here's what I'm going to leave you with. Once you identify what you consider truth, it's important to measure it. This idea that, you know, we're supposed to, even those who, who believe in God, like you should measure God's truth. You should measure what you read in the Bible. And by measure it, I mean you should Test it to see if it produces fruit or what kind of fruit it produces. You should keep track of that. That's very important. Measure what you consider truth. And if it, if it produces fruit, good fruit, then align your actions with that truth. I believe the word of God produces great fruit. So what do I do? I, I work hard to align my actions with that word because I believe it's going to give me access to the greatest source for my identity. So make sure you measure whatever you consider truth in your life. Second thing, our actions, and this is what I want to leave you with, our actions demonstrate what we believe. Our actions demonstrate what we believe. You can say what you believe all day, but what it really boils down to is how are your feet moving? In other words, what are the actions that you are demonstrating? Because if your actions are contrary to your belief, then you don't really believe that. If you say you believe that you are sourced, your identity is sourced in God, and you have access to unlimited power, unlimited ability to create eternal value, 
but you walk around worried that you're on your last dollar, then there's, there's a misalignment there. Something's not aligning. Our belief must align with truth in our actions. And that's why it's so important to know what you consider truth. Because there's only one truth. Either I'm wrong or you're wrong. There is no, no in-between. There's only one truth. And so be, be wise about how you choose. All right? I hope this was helpful this week. I hope it added value to your life. Um, and if you haven't done so yet, make sure you like, subscribe, hit that notification button so that you don't miss a moment of value, all right? That's all for this week. I'll see you all same place, same time next week, reminding you that success is your destiny. I'll see you on the next one.